Google Success Formula with me, Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today, I'm introducing you to one of the newest academic coaches on our team, Yutong Su. She is an amazing coach. Um, she has huge amounts of experience working with young people across a wide range of ages, from primary right up to university age. And um, she has a master's degree in the psychology of education. And I'm really, really excited for her to be joining the team. So in a moment, we're going to go over to the interview. But if you would like to know more about academic coaching, you can come over to our website and visit lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash academic dash coaching and you'll find out all about academic coaching there you can download our academic coaching brochure and um, you'll also find the link to see all our coaching packages and how to book a discovery meeting with our head coach Helen Chaplin if you're interested in moving forward with academic coaching for your child we'll hand over now to the interview with you Tom enjoy Welcome to the School Success Formula, Yutong Su. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's so exciting to have you here. I'm so pleased that you're joining our team as an academic coach. So I've got a few questions for you just to help us all get to know you better. So the first question is, what's brought you to academic coaching? So um, for me, I absolutely value education and see the massive impact coaching can have on young people. Talking about my own education history, I came to the UK to do college, after which I did my undergrad study in education and a master's in psychology of education. But actually, neither of my parents went to university. Before I came to the UK to study, I didn't even read the whole book in English. Wow. So during that time, I had the low self-esteem and I was very really confused as a first generation university student. And of course, the language barriers. Yeah. But I was lucky to have an incredible person tutor. He showed genuine interest in my academic learning and personal development. I wasn't planning to do further studying after my bachelor, but his encouragement gave me the confidence to pursue a master's in the subjects I'm really passionate about. So this kind of experience made me appreciate that showing genuine interest in someone, no matter how small, can have a huge impact on their life trajectory. So during my final year of university, I worked as a peer mentor, helping first year students with their academic learning and university experience, which I really enjoyed. After I finished my master's, I have been working as an SEMD learning support assistant. It's really sad to see that some students, they don't get support, sufficient support with their learning needs and how it can actively affect their well-being. And um, during my time working as SEMD learning support assistant, I've been helping those students with autism, ADHD with their learning. And it's been really rewarding to see the positive impacts I have made on those students. Oh, it sounds amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your education, because you've done two, your undergraduate and your master's degree degrees in things that are very relevant to the work mm -hmm. that we do with students. So do you mind telling us a little bit more about both of those? 
So um, for my undergrad study, it's education. It's a very interdisciplinary um, subject. So I studied the history, psychology, philosophy, and also the classroom practice that's related to education. So it really shaped my understanding of the education system and the pedagogy. Um, the reason why I decided to do my master's in psychology of education is because I really, I'm really interested in mental health and well-being. And I can see, especially nowadays, so many students are having the mental health challenges um, and knowing their well-being and how their well-being can affect, can affect their learning, um, you would help them better. So for me, it's a really holistic approach to get to know the students helping with their well-being that can help them um, with their education in the long term. And I mean, it sounds from what you're saying, like your two main areas of interest are SEND. So for people who don't know, that's special educational needs. What's the D on the end of that? I've forgotten. SEND. Um, so it's um, special educational needs and disability, oh, okay. which also included some mental health, um, long-term mental health um, problems for some students. Yeah, so the two things can not always, but often be intertwined, can't they? Because there is some mm -hmm. kind of self-esteem issues often around SEND. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've got a good understanding of that in your master's degree. Yeah, so I learned how their brain works um, in their learning for those students. Everyone has their own motivational styles and learning styles. So if as educators, if we have a good understanding of their styles, mm -hmm. we would help them with their self-esteem because sometimes if they're trying to follow our own ways and they're learning, they will struggle and they would that would kind of reinforce them to think that they don't have the ability to do it, but actually they have. They just need to find out what their learning style is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen over and over again in the work that I've been doing for the last seven years. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and it, just tell us as well, before we move on, what is your first language um, and wh where did you come from to come to the UK? So my first language is Chinese. I, I'm from China and I came to UK to study. Um, so yeah. you've been here for what, seven years now? Um, five five years five years amazing amazing and I'm, I'm just so in awe of you you know learning English well enough to you know get to such a high level in your education because it's not easy there's such different languages aren't they yeah it was it's, it was really difficult at the beginning um, but I really appreciate the help from the tutors they are kind of like coaches to help me to develop in the really pass and the personal development um in that way um so I really appreciate the help and that's why I want to do the coaching because it's the same like you, you can make the impact on students as well yeah. yeah it's amazing so that leads me on to my next question really mm -hmm. what has been the biggest struggle in your own because we all have them mm -hmm. so my biggest struggle in my own education was my confidence of course as a um, first generation US student um, 
and looking back, I think the mistake I made was constantly comparing myself to others. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm quite a bit perfectionist and it seems that I'm a really harsh judge on my own performance. And as a result, um, it led to procrastination and I even had a burnout. So what I found particularly useful was talking to tutors and they can provide you with more objective feedback on your learning progress. And instead of comparing myself to others, I decided to focus on what I was curious about, the learning content, and made it interesting. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I was studying climate and geography, yeah. I would ask myself, if I want to go to Spain for holiday in wintertime, which part should I go? Then I would look into the different um, climate types in Spain and study their characteristics. In this way, I started to enjoy the learning process rather than focusing on the outcome. Mm-hmm. And to, to avoid procrastination, I would break the big paths into small chunks. I used the Pomodoro technique, which is um, 25 minutes studying and five minute break time circle, but the studying time break time can be customized by yourself. It's really helpful because it helps you to obtain the um, optimal focus and our brain can only focus for a certain amount of time. And in this way, you make sure you have a steady rest balance so you don't get a burnout at the end. Yeah, that's so important, isn't it? Yeah, so confidence was a big issue for you. And that was because you were the first member of your family to study at university. Was it related as well to learning in a not in your first language, do you think? Yeah, definitely. That was also um, a struggle. Um, and especially you compare yourself to other st- students who are really fluent in their first language. You just, your self-esteem even make the your learning worse because you don't feel competent doing it. Yeah. yeah. So um, you've worked with several, well, lots of students in different ways and mm-hmm ages as well can you give us some examples without using names of how you've managed to help some students so um i once worked with a boy um, in his last year of secondary school um, during that time i was told by his parents that he hadn't been studying as he used to he was hard walking before but suddenly he just decided to stop So his parents wanted me to help him by holding him accountable. They thought it was an accountability issue. But as soon as I had um, a few few sessions with him, I realized the problem was something else. I found he was really stressed in sessions with me. Mm -hmm. So we had a bit more small chit chat. And then he gradually opened up and told me that his parents had really high expectations of him. And with the exams approaching, he had lost motivation and passion for learning. Having realized this, instead of focusing on accountability, I helped him rationalize his emotions and to make him realize how his emotions impacted his thinkings and actions. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, um, I discussed um, his goals and learning plans with him. Mm-hmm. And in the same time, I also talked to his parents about their communication with the boy at home yeah after some time with the collaborative work um the boy started feeling passionate about his learning again and he ended up putting more effort because 
he realized what he actually wants to do. Yes. Um, and he got the exam result he was pleased with. And he was even discussing the college plans with me after the exams. I was really happy to see the boy regaining the ownership in his own learning and decision-making so he can move towards his long-term goals. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a brilliant story. And it just, I I think it shows some of the difficulties that our young people can face as well when they're Mm -hmm. working towards their exams that, the things going around on around them and the relationships that they have can have just as big an impact on their studies as you know their ability to engage with their studies yeah yeah definitely yeah do you have another example <laughs> um yeah so in my recent experience as an SEMB learning support assistant um I work with um one-to-one with students um and their teacher always um, described to me as having difficult behavior problems and reluctant to engage in um, in learning. But I found in most cases, it was either the learning style of the students being neglected Mm -hmm. or some underlying mental health issues that became extra hurdles. So for example, um, a boy, they they told me, um, I'm not smart enough. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. which reflected they lack, they just lacked competence in doing the task. Yeah. So uh, what I usually do is have an engaging conversation at the start of one-to-one session, which is really critical to build up their confidence. Yeah. And I would try to find out their learning styles and motivation styles. And I would tailor the task based on their learning style and motivational style. Mm-hmm. And after that, they would get really immersed in what they were learning. The students usually could only focus for five minutes and would start thinking about something else, but he ended up doing it for 20 minutes purely because he enjoyed it and he felt confident while doing it. So this experience just kind of forced my coaching philosophy. I think firstly, it's essential to recognize individual learning needs. And secondly, I think it's a message not only for coaches, but also for parents. It's really important to think about the long-term development of the student or your child, rather than focusing on the short-term achievements. And in this way, we're helping them in a really holistic way because they ultimately develop their autonomy and resilience to deal with the challenges by themselves. Definitely, definitely. Oh, I'm just, yeah, 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 it's so wonderful to hear about the difference that you've made to young people. Well, we're going to finish off with some quick fire questions just to get to know your personality a bit better. Mm-hmm. So um, firstly, which book had the biggest impact on your life? Um, because I'm really interested in psychology. So um, I would say the, the book that made the biggest impact on me would be um, Dreams, Memories and Reflections by Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist. It's a really good book talking about how your unconsciousness can actually has an impact on life. And it just very, um, it kind of stimulated my um, thinking. So I really enjoyed the book. Amazing, amazing. Okay, the next question, which was your favorite teacher and why? Um, my favorite teacher um, is 
my undergrad person tutor Kevin, um, the one I mentioned in the podcast, um, who showed genuine interest not only in my academic learning but also in personal development. That's amazing. And um, the next one, your favorite holiday destination? Um, I would say Fiji. I actually went there to do volunteering um, as a teaching assistant in the village primary school. I really love the country, the people there are very kind and the children there. So Fiji, the island in the Pacific. Yes. yes. Amazing. And um, your favourite food or takeaway? As a Chinese, dumplings <laughs> are my favourites and um, the best um, are vegetable dumplings. They're wow. really tasty. Oh, delicious, delicious. And what would you say is your most used app? Spotify. I listen to music a lot um, and podcasts, podcasts while I'm cooking, running. I would use all the opportunities to listen to music and podcast. Uh, amazing, amazing. Okay, well, it's been fabulous to have you on the podcast, Yutong. And if anybody listening or watching would like to work with Yutong as their academic coach, then we will put the links in the um descriptions um above or below this video depending on where you're watching it um and you can just come over and you can see um well you can see all the information about this um podcast and you can see um all the different academic coaching packages we offer and you can book there to have a conversation with our head coach helen chaplin who um will if you want to work with Utah, match you with Utah, or just listen to what you're looking for in terms of the support that you're looking for in academic coaching and make sure that you're matched to the right coach on our team. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Utah, for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And have a wonderful day and goodbye. Bye.